Hi, I'm Justin Boyd. I'm George Luna. I'm Brittany. Enchante. I'm the Black Toretto <laughs> brother. I'm Marcy. And we are the Watchers in the Basement. Welcome to the Watchers in the Basement. Today we are here to bask in the glory of our Lord and Savior, Dominic Toretto, and discuss the maybe my favorite movie of all time now, Fast X. Now, if you're if you're a fan of our show, first off, we appreciate it. But second off, you're like, hey, like, didn't these guys already do a podcast about Fast X? And the answer is yes. Back in May, when this movie came out in theaters, Frank and I sat down for a brisk two-hour pod, which you can check out in the description box below here on YouTube. So give us a click on that. We'd appreciate that. But, uh, you know, the movie just dropped on Peacock recently. Fast X did. And now that the rest of our Watchers family has had a chance to see the movie, we had to come back and do another pod. So, um, yeah, we're here. It's the streaming review of Fast X and the Watchers in the Basement. And I think you know by now, you know, our podcast, our motto, we have many mottos, but the number one motto is we live our, we live our lives one podcast at a time. And this is a special, special episode. So, so get comfortable, relax, get the popcorn going, whatever you need. And get the Coronas. Yes. Get the Coronas. Get, if you're at a barbecue, you're fucking winning in life. So anyway, before I get everyone's thoughts on the movie, I'm going to hit you with some fast X facts, fast X facts. These are just tough to say, man. But anyway, here we go. Fast X is the 10th installment in the fast saga and the 11th fast and furious movie overall release date, May 19th, 2023 with a box office of 714 million. It is the fifth highest grossing movie of 2023 behind Barbie Super Mario Brothers, Oppenheimer, and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. As a franchise, The Fast and Furious has grossed over $7 billion with a B, making it the seventh highest grossing film series of all time, only behind the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Spider-Man, uh, The Wizarding World, James Bond, Star Wars, The Avengers. I mean, it's ahead of stuff like Batman and Jurassic Park and Lord of the Rings. It's, you know, it's a monster. The budget for this movie, $340 million. It's one of the most expensive movies ever made. We'll get into why it was so expensive in a little bit, but uh, it's got a runtime of two hours and 21 minutes, which for me just flew by all three times I watched it. <laughs> um, directed by Louis Leterrier, who you may know from The Incredible Hulk. He did that movie with Edward Norton and uh, he, uh, great. Louis, back. great yeah. Louie jumped in because Justin Lin, who directed fast three, four, five, six, and nine was supposed to direct fast 10, but he, <laughs> he left the project due to creative differences with Vin Diesel two weeks into the shoot. So, uh, you know, it's a fun one when the director quits two weeks into the, into the movie, the cast, of course, Vin Diesel, Michelle Rodriguez, Tyrese Gibson, Chris Ludacris Bridges, John Cena, Natalie Emanuel, Jordana Brewster, Sung Kang, Scott Eastwood, Daniela Melikor, Alan Richson, Helen Mirren, Brie Larson, Rita Moreno, Jason Statham, Jason Momoa, and Charlize Theron. Marcy, I'm going to go to you first. What are your thoughts on Fast X? It was great. As you all know, I'm... I haven't really watched a lot of these movies. I've probably seen the first one, 
maybe the second one, I remember seeing it in high school in French class in French. Um, and then I haven't really kept what? up with them. So, yeah. Um, our teacher showed a lot of movies all the time. So it's educational if you watch it in the language that you're supposed to be learning. So I watched either one or two in French in school. So Why do you invite me? What the fuck was that? <laughs> I don't know. In your class. <laughs> How do you say Too Fast, Too Furious in French? Oh, I don't know. I don't okay. remember. That was a long time ago. I mean, listen, I took four years of French. I only remember, like, just a little bit. Mercy. So, yeah. Go ahead. Um, yes. But, um, you, yeah, there you go. Uh, so you were hyping this movie up a lot in our chat. So we were like, I was definitely like, okay, like, I will give it a shot when it comes out streaming because i'm not gonna like pay to go see it but i will definitely like watch it when it drops on something i'm already paying for um no it was great um love the action love you know the whole family aspect jason momoa was great in it i really love the whole cast it was a fun time he's so deranged and unhinged that it was hilarious um and then like kind of get a little bit of two movies at once because like I told you guys like at the end of that first little action montage when he falls in the water I'm like oh shit this is how he became Aquaman so not only did I get that but I also got you know some Marvel history not really um no that's DC that's DC oh sorry yes <laughs> See, I, like I don't even watch these movies blasphemy so you blasphemy. know two different types of franchises yeah um yeah. but seriously no I thought it was it was fun I watched it twice Awesome. Now, uh, Brittany, your your hair hair uh, hairdo or what your look today is inspired by this movie. I mean, obviously, I think I know you <laughs> like the movie, but let me give me words about the movie. Words about the movie. Well, yeah. uh, obviously, my hair, like you mentioned, for those who are watching or not watching, rather, it's in the same hairstyle as we see Dante Reyes uh, about midway through the movie in in too high bun ponytail type things um clearly love his character he brings like this extra oomph to the movie that i think the franchise really needed at the at this point because let's just face it there's been so many damn movies but in my words for this movie it's fast and it's ridiculous that's what they need to rebrand this whole franchise to be because every movie it's like how do you top the previous movie with the Tarzan swing and spoilers going to space in a car. Okay. Like, I'm sorry. Like, how do you top that? And somehow this movie may not have topped it, but no, man, it, it <laughs> but it, it made you like wonder just how the hell is any of this possible? We're going to get into it, obviously, because there's some ridiculous things that happen throughout this movie. But I honestly feel like the addition of Jason Momoa as Dante Reyes was amazing. Justin, you you off offline have talked about how basically Dante is like the Joker dressed as Jack Sparrow. A hundred percent and am on board with this. I love him. Obviously, my intro of I'm Brittany Enchante was like totally on point. So yeah, like I absolutely, I think this, well, I won't say where this movie lands in my rankings, but it it's moved up. It's, it's knocked some others down. Let's put it that way. So yeah, this movie was just, I was smiling the entire time. It was just funny. It was just funny to me. It's entertaining, but I'm curious to hear what George has to say. 
So I think you guys, or you and Frank specifically, have been hyping this movie up like since the fucking beginning and telling me I needed to watch it because it was such a good movie, all this stuff. And I thought you guys were just fucking around and just messing with me. And then I finally watch it. And it's like I was entertained the entire time. Yeah. I also laughed the entire time. I also paused the movie almost every other scene because it was so ridiculous that I couldn't like I couldn't fathom what the fuck they were doing and how these stunts were happening. Um but overall I enjoyed it a lot. I think it's a great movie. Like I tell I tell I told Justin this in uh, off pod in, in the office. I was like, I was like, this is such a good movie, like like such a bad movie, like that it's good, if that makes sense. I don't know. But it's not that it's like just bad in like I don't know what kind of point of view to put it. Like it's it's just a bad movie to me, but it's so good. Yeah, it's so bad it's good. But see, that, I, I just think it's all, good. That's all I can think of. Um, but God, I, I have so many bullet points that we need to dissect, but I, I know uh, I'll let Frank get into his, his point of view. I already know what he's going to say. So like for me, and I'm sorry, the yard man just started cutting my grass. I apologize. But so for me, when I watch an action movie, uh, and, and George knows this, whether it's Jurassic Park, whether it's John Wick, the first thing as an action movie you have to do to, to reel me in is entertain me. I don't care how I don't care how ridiculous it is. I will suspend belief. I don't care if it's dinosaurs eating people. I don't like it has to catch my attention and 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 bring me in. And one thing about this fast series that I thought um for at least for the first like six movies, seven movies, it was getting kind of dull. Um the action was still pretty cool, but like it's the same bad guy, the same bad guy, bad girl, like, oh you. You love your family. I don't want to send a concept of family. I'm going to destroy your family. Like it's, just, it's the same bad guy and bad girl for like five straight movies. Whether it's Decker Shaw, whether it's his brother, whether it's Charlize Theron, they all have the same lazy like ideology that, you know, I don't I don't love nobody more than myself. And I don't understand the whole concept of like sacrificing for your family. I was getting quite bored with it, right? And the rock comes in part five and like, you know, brings a little pizzazz to it that that that, that re-nabs me. At, by part seven, it got it got dull again. And I, I was like, you know, it might be time to end this series. And then Dante enters my enters my life. And I, I don't know, I don't know. I was wrong about him for, for a long time. I I I put Jason Momoa and Keanu Reeves in this in the same bucket that the action guys, but like the less they talk, the better the, the better off the movie is. And I don't know. I don't know. More got cloned. I don't know if like the divorce reshaped his life or whatever. Like he added a pizzazz to this character that I never thought he. I didn't, I didn't think he had it in him to be this deranged, this funny, this creative, this domineering on TV. Like the guy who played Kyle Drogo is not the guy who's who's playing this this Dante character like this guy is this guy is like 100% like beyond exponentially better than any bad guy or bad lady has been in this series and um I don't know if he just got a new acting coach I don't know but like 
I hung on every single word he said in this movie. I I, I watched him the way I watched Thanos and in, in, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like it is he's very creative as a bad guy. Like I actually root for him. Like I I, I understand, like, like you get people who are like, oh, you killed my dad, I'm, I'm gonna kill you, or oh, you killed my mom, I'm gonna destroy everybody. Like he has a comedic flair to like you forget that his dad got killed by the by by by, by the rock and Dominic Toretto throughout the movie because He's so fucking funny. <laughs> and, and he's and like he just he he went to 10 with this role. And like, and I don't know, Justin, I, I don't know if y'all remember when I said this, but I was, I was I was telling the truth. This movie, if they if they if they nail it right, if they end it right, could be one of the greatest endings to a to a a, a 20 year story arc. Like I have in games, I have the Marvel Cinematic Universe is one. Yeah, they in this right, if, if if Dante is the end all be all bad guy, that I think he's gonna be. This could be the best movie series of all time. I'm I'm, I'm so serious when I say this because he's the bad guy that, that that this series needed to like to like get off this like snide of this of, of this whole home you know cookie cutter bad guy that we get in every single movie and like and and every single bad guy turns into a good guy <laughs> in, in this series and the way that he's 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 being presented to us. He's gonna bring he's gonna bring the world down with him, and I I love it. Um, I I don't, I don't know what's gonna come after this, but if they nail this right, this is gonna be the best series ever. Um, and I I really mean that. Like this this movie, I watched it twice the first week it came out, and I watched it about a month ago. But um, yeah, man, it's uh it's legit. Yeah, you know I I'm not. I mean I love the Fast franchise, but you're like way higher on this movie than I am, and I I love it. Um, I think the, the thing you kept saying that I think uh, is really crucial is like you're saying if they finish it right. And my question is if they finish it, period, <laughs> because they, I think they're going to keep going with this franchise. I like this is supposed to be a two part ending. Now it's supposed to be a three part ending with a spinoff. And we'll get into that in a little bit. But uh, yeah, this movie, uh, I, I don't know when they're ever going to end this franchise. And honestly, I don't want them to. I want 10 more. I, I'm signed up. I'll, I'll go see them. I love these movies. Like George said, they're they're so entertaining. Are they the best acted movies? No. Are they like, are they anything close to reality? No, of course not. Reality sucks. Like we need this fun stuff, like to take our minds off of having to go to work and terrible things like that. So, <laughs> but no, the, the movie is super fun. And to talk about Jason Momoa, he, I mean, he's the star of this movie and so much so that uh, Vin Diesel, his feelings got a little bit hurt because a few weeks after the movie came out, he was very critical of Jason Momoa. And he was saying stuff like, you know, Jason Momoa was overacting so much so that he was stealing scenes. And it's like, I think Jason Momoa was just doing his job. like, Or he's just a better actor than you, dude. Well, there's that too. There's that too. I mean, you know, I joked about Vin being our Lord and Savior, or Dom being our Lord and Savior. But, uh, you know, in this movie, He's like the worst actor, you know, as far as the characters, he's the worst character. Thousand percent. Uh, I mean, yeah. I still love the guy, but like, it's, it's like, you I know, told you this, every, like everything that comes out of the mouth is the same fucking thing. Every time you didn't take my car, your family, you, you're not loyal. You, you shit like that. Like, bro, I know what you're going to say. I think a yeah. close second behind Vin Diesel's performance is, Michelle Rodriguez like I'm I'm I haven't been impressed with her for the last few movies in quite some Same. time I mean and in, in that respect they're kind of 
perfect for each other because they play husband and wife in in the franchise right and you know she's all like i have to get back to dom like you know i'm no good if i'm in this cage and i'm like shut up like no one cares like no one cares it's not yeah. about you her, her like, dialogue is pretty rough it's pretty it's pretty yeah rough. it's it's not the best like her and cypher those are great scenes uh just because they're so ridiculous that they're paired off and they have to fight each other for i guess reasons i mean obviously they they have they have a reason to fight each other but like in the moment they they beat the hell out of each other and then they're like teaming up it's just like and then like she goes upstairs to find out they're in fucking antarctica and then she comes back here's your boots bitch what <laughs> oh, that's what i said i was like wait what the fuck just happened what is going on and then like it ends yeah yeah well i mean I've well, I was gonna say real fast with with Charlize, I, I actually appreciated her having a little bit more of of a little bit more screen time than just being behind the computer and you know mouthing off like commands or that kind of thing. She got she was physical, like she had a physical fight with with her former guards, if you will. Once Dante came in and threatened everyone and said, "Okay, you know what to do," leaves and they're all coming after her. I appreciated that because I actually forgot that Charlize had been in some action type movies i think the first time i remember seeing her really was aeon flux and that was you know years ago like back in i don't know early 2000s so that was kind of refreshing to see her just you know kind of kind of be a badass and then you know once again with michelle is is it now in michelle's contract that she has to have like a fight scene in every movie i mean she definitely she squared off with Ronda Rousey. What's her name? Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey. In, yeah. In seven. In, in yeah. seven, and she's had like, like fights. You know, like a lot, of, a lot of minutes of, of fights. It's, it's Dom's wife. Like she has to. <laughs> yeah. I guess she so. has to have action. She can't. She I, can't just like stay out of these things. I, I guess. Sure. Yeah, she, we'll go with. She's that. the strongest, toughest female that's ever existed, but solely because she's with Dom. Okay. That gives her power. Okay. But they have no chemistry whatsoever. Like when they no. get in bed together, you're just like, Ew. are they brother, sister? <laughs> like if you didn't know about this series, you're like, what is going on? I mean, it's all about family. So whatever you're rolling with, go for it. But it's um, not the same as Cersei and Jamie. Let's just put it that way. Right. Yeah. That was a different, that was different. <laughs> uh, that's a whole nother meaning to the whole family bonding time. I think, uh, I, I think Dom had more chemistry with, um, the Brazilian officer and, and Elena. The yeah, Elena. Yes. Yeah. I agree. A hundred percent. Yeah. She is a Chris Hemsworth wife. And uh, yes. Elsa. Really? She, and more important. Yeah. 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 yeah they have a gang of kids. No way. They have yeah. like two or two or three. Wait, you said Chris Hemsworth? Which yeah. One Thor. Thor. Oh, that's Thor's wife. Yeah. Yes. No way. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, most importantly, she's the fictional mother of Little B, oh and uh, the one of the opening scenes of the movie is we got Little B learning to drive with Dom, and he's like cutting donuts at the Dodger Stadium parking lot, and the kid's like, I mean, the last movie the kid was like four, and then now he's like nine or something, and Dom's teaching him about, you know, like everything about cars, and it's just right off the bat, you know, you're in for a, a wild ride because. <laughs> You know, you're teaching a nine, nine year old to like, you know, fly in cars or what? I don't. He's like, was he? You got to start. You got to start. Start him young. You got to yeah. start him young. The the, the uh, lesson for the opening was find the line, 
feel the car, mm-hmm. let it fly. What the hell does that mean? Like, <laughs> beat the hell out of me. That was the first scene I paused in this movie. <laughs> that was number one. <laughs> Is it because he's like, he's like, he's like, I'm scared, or and he's like, don't be scared, little B. And he's like, oh yeah, Dad, you're never scared. It's like this movie. There's never been a movie character that where everyone is more deferential to them than Dom Toretto. Like <laughs> he is like yeah. the god of the world. Everyone like just bows before the altar at this guy. And oh my god, <laughs> I get it, but it's it's a little too much. And George, I, I'm going to stick with you because uh, there's a character that, that you and I have pointed out. There's, for you to say there's uh, this guy uh, in, uh, where is it? Were they, were they in Portugal? No, they're Brazil. Rio. Rio in Brazil. Yeah. Uh, his name's Diago. Or D- Diego? How do you say his name? Diago? Diogo. 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 Yeah. So, George, wh- what, is your, what is your view on Diogo here? This guy is the biggest uh, Don Toretto uh, meat writer of all time, bro. Like, holy shit. Like, <laughs> he loves this man, bro. He loves, him. loves this man. He was so obsessed with him. Like, literally, it, in the fifth movie and in this one. Like, just ready to die for this guy. Uh, and then he does fucking die for him. Yeah. I, I'm surprised he didn't. Th- this was my thing on that scene. Like, we had no idea who the girl was. They didn't say any uh they didn't give us any clues to that was elena's sister or any of that shit so i was like why is he saving this random girl we have no idea about and you're not gonna save the homie that like literally would die for you or do anything for you (laughs) like that was nuts to me well homie also like got in front of dom and everyone and was about to beat everyone in the race so who's before bros i guess (laughs) <laughs> they should at least let him win to 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 make his uh ending a little better Yay. he's like i did it boom there you go well in his mind he won so i mean he went out thinking he he won i mean he, th- so. he thought he won yeah, yeah well, i guess so yeah. it works that works to, out. To, to piggyback on that is this the first race that dom has lost no no he lost to brian right yeah, lost to Brian part five. Yes. Well, he let Did... Brian win because Brian was okay. Okay, but like genuine like racing, and it really matters. Not Didn't not a baby race to the hospital too. When he was having his baby, he won yeah, that he one. Won. He won. Brian won. Brian won. won. That's yeah. in six. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. Okay. Might and have been I... another baby gift, but yeah. that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> And as we learned, whether you win by an inch or a mile, it doesn't matter. Winning's winning. There you go. So, so winning's winning. Yeah. Nicely lost. done, Justin. Yeah. Nicely done. Little B learned that too. He's playing video games with his aunt, who is uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> babysitting him. Meanwhile, his uncle Brian is babysitting their kids. Well. Yeah. Oh, God. Let, let, let's get into it. The whole <laughs> Brian O'Connor issue with this movie. Marcy, I want to start with you. Now, you're not as familiar with these films as the rest of us, but. You obviously know the story of Paul Walker. It's a tragic story. He died while they were filming Fast Seven and or Furious Seven is what it's called. Sorry, I don't don't want to offend anybody in the Fast family. Um <laughs> he died during the movie. They finished the movie using some CGI trickery. They actually used a couple of his his brothers who kind of had the same build and same look for some shots. And they did a really good job of that. And his uh his the way they handled his character being written off was very well done. Only problem is they didn't write off his character. They brought him back 
in nine, not physically, but almost physically. And so in this movie, once again, he's babysitting the kids. What's your take as kind of an outsider to this franchise on seeing, uh, you know, this marquee character who's like sidelined, but it's weird because he's like the person's actually dead, but the character's not. Yeah, that's interesting. So obviously, like I Googled, I was like, okay, like what did they do with this character afterward? And then I like learned uh, because my first thought was like, I knew like Mia had had kids. So I was like, wait, where are your kids? Like who's watching your kids? And I was like, oh, like they're imaginary. Well, they're still alive in the movie. Dad is watching their kids. But I mean, I think it's an interesting move <coughs> that they didn't want to kill the character off, I guess, to honor Paul. You know, they could have also gone another way of like having him die like an honorable death. And that could have like still honored Paul. So I mean, I don't think there's like a right or wrong in how you handle that. I mean, that's a tragic thing to go through as a cast and just, you know, having your friend die. So I don't know if there's like a right way to handle that. Um, but yeah, when I saw her, I was like, wait, who's taking care of your kids? And you're trying to like take care of your nephew. And now you've got to like fight all these random dudes. And like, she has some good fighting moves too. So, you know, like good for her. I love seeing like some strong kick-ass women in this movie yeah that, that that's part of iron the skillet family. yeah that iron skillet though listen if, that's very rapunzel <laughs> if you're in this family you're an mma fighter you're an expert car racer you're like a hacker level like genius computer whiz and what else like you're just like you're the best of the best like this is like the, the elite of the elite uh george what are your thoughts on the whole brian o'connor thing i mean at some point, I, I think they just should have let him go at seven. Like that's it. Like that. That would have been the perfect ending to me. Like there's no reason for to to keep bringing him up. Like honestly, like he could have still been alive in the universe or whatever. But don't keep like having little Easter eggs and stuff like that. Like just let it go. And I'm sure that makes it harder for uh, Jordana Brewster's character to like have more scenes and stuff. Maybe that's why they need her or something like that. That yeah. I don't know that it makes it difficult because you either you let both of them go or one of the other. It's just hard to do. Yeah. And that's the thing is with furious seven, I think they kind of thought they were going to end it, but the only problem is, and it's a good problem for them is furious seven made $1.5 billion. And so that <laughs> guaranteed that there was going to be a fast and the fast and furious eight. And of course they just kept it. They kept rolling along and cause the money train was you know too good to jump off of. But, uh, my prediction is we're going to see Brian again. And uh, I think through CGI stuff, we're going to see it. Maybe it's for two minutes or whatever, but he'll be back. Uh, I, I hope not, but I, I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. But I, I don't know if that's tasteless or I don't, it depends how, how it comes out, I guess. I don't know. But I think that's kind of fucked up. Brittany, what do you think about him coming back potentially? I understand that the seventh movie made a lot of money. I get it. And everyone wanted to see how Paul Walker's death was going to be handled. Right. I understand it, but I agree with George. It should have ended there, either the franchise as a whole or just letting the character Brian O'Connor go, because that was the whole thing. This was going to be like the last job for him and Mia basically before they, you know, set off into the sunset with their children and, you know, 
Dom was okay with that, right? He loves his sister. He loves Brian. He loves, you know, their children. And it should have just, it should have just ended there. Continue with the franchise, cool, but like with the understanding that Mia and Brian and their children are out of the game forever. And that's just to keep them safe. And that's how it should have been dealt with, in my personal opinion. Uh, the, the Easter eggs here and there of, oh, oh, where's Brian? Oh, he's on his way. You hear and you see the car pull up, right? Like, like no, don't, don't do that because we know we're not going to get Paul Walker, right? You can get his, his brother Cody to stand in and they'll do, you know, the, the CGI on the face. That's tough. That's tough to like watch and know that that's really not Paul Walker, right? So it should have been handled very differently. I just, yeah, yeah, that's, that's kind of my, my little soapbox. <laughs> Frank, how would you handle the Paul Walker or the, the Brian O'Connor situation going forward? You know, who knows? They may have two, three, they may have two movies left. They may have 20 left. Who knows? But like, how would you wrap up that storyline? Um, I mean, if you're going to have two or three movies left, just recast character, just re just get a new actor. I mean, we've seen it. We've seen it in history. I mean, the guy who played Spartacus had cancer and he died and they recasted him and brought a new actor in. We saw recently with, with, with Chadwick. I mean, I know with Chadwick is pretty much, it's going to be, it's going to be his son, but we've seen it. And there was there was a there was a um there was another series, uh European series, I can't remember the, the the series name, but like the king, the guy who played the king died in that and a year later they recasted him too. So um I, I think if you're gonna keep making movies like this, you know, give it time for the world to grieve and then if you're gonna if you're gonna make more movies, then just bring in a new Brian. But I'd rather you just recast a character than to create this filler of like, oh, he's barbecuing with the kids, he can't fight the world with us or he's babysitting Mia's children. He can't fight Dante. Like it doesn't make sense. Like it's, I think those, like they close it perfectly in, in part eight when um Cypher, when Dom went rogue and like, I think somebody, somebody mentioned like, we should call Brian and Mia. He's like, no, we left, we promised to leave him out of this. Right. They should have just kept it at that. But now that you reopened this whole Brian situation, just recast the character. Like enough time has passed that, that they're not going to be angry with you if you recast the character because I'm people be still angry. watching. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not like oh well, you know Paul Walker's gone, so fuck the series. Like people are still watching. You know it's still it's still making hundreds of millions of dollars. I doubt people are going to be upset if you recast the character at this point. It's been ten years now since he's been gone. So do you Damn. think people would be more upset if they recast the character or if they killed the character off in the next movie? Well, that's a good question. That, I'd be I'd be more upset if they recast him than just killed his character off. That's fair. Uh it's it's tough. I mean, the the both very. It's it's a tough situation. Um, but I think killing a character in the movie who died in real life is going to be tough on the family, on the actors that who are great friends with 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 this with this person. Um, look. I, I, I've always come to the standpoint of like when I always give people time to grieve. And I mean, I love Paul Walker. Like he'll, he'll always be Lance and, and varsity blues to me. Like that, that that's, that's why I first fell in love with him. Like, I love the guy. Um, at the time when he passed, uh, what was that? 2012, 2013. Can't remember, but like 14, I think 2014, 2013. Yeah. One of the, yeah. One of the two. Yeah. So it's gone on 10 years now. Like when he passed, I'm like, 
you can't you can't recast his character. A decade has passed now. Like I think we'll I think we're fine now as far as like us moving on. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, it's, it, go ahead, Brittany. It's a valid argument that Frank makes about what happened with Spartacus. I, I don't know what the time frame between the the first actors passing and then the new season when they did the recast. You know, I, that argument I can I can support because it was, it, was con- it was like three years. Okay, yeah. but it was it was still a continuation. In this sense, yes, we have we have continuous movies, but we consistently haven't seen Brian, right? And so I feel like if they did a recast, it's, it's it'd be really difficult to like kind of get into and maybe even support. I feel like killing him off in the series is also like really distasteful. They're gonna have to kill someone off. Let's just be real. In order for this franchise to end, they're gonna have to kill someone off that matters. Long time. <laughs> we'll we'll get we'll we'll touch on touch on that in a, in a bit, but um, but I don't think they should bring back Brian at all. I think they should have just like left it alone with you know they're out of the game, like leave him alone, that kind of thing. They can mention all they want, you know, as to why he's not there, but like don't recast him, don't bring him back, don't bring back the character, don't don't bring no, don't do it, just don't do it. It just makes it tough because like. Mia's around, so like, how do you justify That's fighting for your lives and fighting? No, I get that. When like the like the man's best friend and the man's sister's husband is not around, it it, it makes look. I get it. Like I, I, I watch action movies all the time. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me. But like when you're fighting for your life and like this guy's stealing your identity and like he's threatening your people, like in like one of the main. One of the main actors who've been a, who's been a mainstay for the better part of what fifteen years till he, he passed was a, a integral part of this story. Yeah, no, I totally get it. And, and like George mentioned, it they they should have also just parted ways with Jordana Brewster as well. I mean, there's it makes no sense to have one and not both. Yep. Like it really doesn't. I mean, yes, that would have been very bad for her because obviously you know she makes a living off of being a part yeah. of the franchise, but at the same time. If if they said, hey, Brian, you know, went his own way, the team went theirs, she needed to have gone with him too. Look, here's how I think it's going to go. I think we're going to see a Luke Skywalker from the Mandalorian version of Brian briefly, very briefly. I think the fi- whatever the final movie is for now or, when- or whenever this is, Dom will make the ultimate sacrifice to save his family, primarily save Brian and Mia. But his death will be vague enough to where you're like, did he really die? And then five years down the road, we're we're back with Dom Toretto. Vin Diesel comes back and we're, you know, Fast and Furious, the new new generation with little B by his side. It's like a Batman and Robin thing. I really like I I think that's what's going to happen. So you're going to have like a souped up walker and everything like turbo walker. Well, it's got NOS on it. Oh, (laughs) God. Watch us get like a, a, like a fast and furious and beyond. You know how Batman, the Batman Beyond series where like Bruce Wayne's like 70 and like this new Batman comes around. That's going to be like little B and, and, and dumb. Dom's going to be like 70 in his, in his walker and like little B's going to be the new, the new, the new Toretto to, to lead the charge. What was Dom? Like Brian's kids too. It's gonna, be, it's gonna be a whole new series of like, oh my god, generation of Toretto's and 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 uh, O'Connors and, and O'Connors. Yeah, Dom is gonna be in those motorized scooters that you see like at the grocery store, yeah. souped up, 
with Nas writing to the theme song. They see me rolling. They hate him. Yeah, that's what's going to happen. Be like a little souped up hover round. That's the name of the scooter commercials, the hover round. Oh, man. Uh, uh, so I have a question for y'all. Now that we're talking about this in this fucking movie and how no one fucking dies, who do you think, I want everyone's answer, who do you think died in this movie for real? Nobody. Okay. As in little nobody or... Because we never saw what happened in Clint Eastwood. Uh, Clint Eastwood's son. Sorry, Scott Eastwood. Scott Eastwood, yeah. He was fine. Yeah, he was Yeah, he's fine. He, he jumped out of a moving out. car. Yeah, he was fine. Yeah, he rolled out, but like he he never appeared again, right? Giselle like, jumped, fell out of a moving plane, and she's still alive. Yeah. Also, yeah, here's, well, my, that's, here's my issue. That's, I just thought about this shit. Okay. How the fuck did no one notice? Did they not go look for her body? Fuck it. She's, she's somewhere over there. I <laughs> well, love this woman, dude. It, it was dark, man. Was like, <laughs> Who gives a shit? Also, it was come up tomorrow. It was a really long runway. It was, yeah, airplane, it was the size okay? of Europe. I'm sure that would have took like fucking I don't know how many days to look for it with their fucking cars. <laughs> they're they're gonna risk running her over? I don't think so. That, um, that was. I'm sorry, that's insane to me. Like you would think no, you right. try to find the body of your loved one if they really die. Right. You're right. Like, oh, no, we because... found the body. It's not like she, she was going to be mangled to pieces. It, they would have found a body. Yeah. No, you're right. Because in that same movie, Luke Shaw, Luke Shaw, listen to me, George, I'm turning into yeah, you. Owen Shaw, yeah. played by Luke Evans, also either was thrown out of the plane or whatever at a much higher <laughs> height than what Giselle did. And he is in the hospital in the next movie, like in a coma, and he's okay theoretically so it's like that's a good point i didn't catch how could he survive but giselle couldn't makes no sense yeah doesn't matter no one dies in this franchise anyway no han didn't die you know mr nobody like you know came back and you know faked the whole death and what have you uh giselle did letty didn't die you know so like yeah this movie's notorious for this um is jacob dead no i don't think so to Bro, me, like honestly, how? Yeah. Like, okay. How, how do you how do you get your way out of that one? There's no way. There's no explanation. I'm sorry. I think it's, you really died. I mean, how do you steal a safe with two cars? <laughs> Everything uh, is possible in this movie. Anything is possible, bro. <laughs> they're going they're going to rob a plan like he had like a a safety hatch. To, to... Okay. Yeah. Hey, whoa. I wanna I wanna elaborate on on Frank's point with that because I just rewatched this movie for the second time like two hours ago and getting to that scene where Jacob like is making the ultimate sacrifice right he's got his little rocket car you know which is it's a cannon car put some respect on that yeah my bad excuse me (laughs) cannon car you know he makes the ultimate sacrifice that way Dom can like get away and get to Dante to get his son right so as like the car flips over into the air, right? It's it's flipping and you know he's about to, you know, crash. The, the, there's a leak in his car. He grabs his cross necklace, right? Like the, the cross necklace in the Toretto family is like a very like significant <laughs> article of, of, of uh, jewelry in, in their family. We saw in, I can't remember which movie, I think it was uh, Fate of the Furious, where Dom had placed his cross necklace uh, for baby, baby, 
uh, the baby, but it had like a, a tracker on it. So apparently you can do whatever you want with this necklace and like, you know, things happen. So maybe because I saw that Jacob was like grabbing for his necklace as he's flipping over and about to crash, maybe he pushed a button and it ejected him and like, he's fine. Yeah. I don't it, know. It created a portal. He's definitely it created okay a somewhere. portal. Thank yeah. you. Yes. Wow. I don't know. No, I think he's got to be dead. I think Uncle Jacob, who, you know, John Cena had a pretty good role in this movie. He's the, he saves little B from, he saves little B and Mia from the agency attacking their house. During the, during the save, he actually uses his professional wrestling move, the AA, which is a fireman's carry slam, where he throws the guy from the second floor through, you know, through the floor to the first floor. Pretty cool. Definitely kills the guy. The guy's definitely dead. Um, no, he's not dead. No one dies in this in this franchise. No, that guy died. The agency guy's definitely dead. He's gone. He's gone. Uh, you know, John Cena also, like, out of a kayak, he creates a bat wing so that him and Little B can fly out of the plane. Um, I mean, it's, the whole thing is just super ridiculous. And then, he, like you said, he makes the sacrifice play. I mean, if anybody's dead, he's got to be dead because they show, like, as the car is flipping over, they show him, like, every angle. And you're right. He grabs a hold of that Toretto cross. And I mean, I feel like because they showed him every angle, he's got to be dead. Cause right, like we saw the same thing happen right. to Han and he didn't die. I mean, oh, God damn. A little yeah. different though. Mr. Nobody no. there. We didn't know that Mr. Nobody is not anywhere around for that. We know of. Okay. Uh, so I have a, I have a question for everyone. And actually I'm going to go to Frank first about this. The retcon for this movie with, you know, incorporating what happened in Brazil in Fast Five so we can incorporate Dante, also inadvertently uh, Ames, who uh, leads up the agency as basically nobody's replacement, but he's just Ames. What What's your take on the retcons for, for this franchise? Like, have they done a good job to, like, piece things together and make it make sense? Or is it just kind of like lazy, lazy writing? Oh, it's, it's definitely lazy writing on that part because... <laughs> I mean, somebody has, we've gotten a glimpse of how deranged Dante is, of of, of this magnitude, his personality. You're going to have to mention him. Like, when Part 5 comes out, which is my my favorite Fast movie, by the way, when Part 5 comes out, they had no mention of him. And probably because they didn't know they were going to come back and do a Fast 10 and and, and reintroduce his character. But, like, there's no way that you can have a character of this magnitude, and Ames as well, and not, like, has some fragment of a reference in the actual fifth installment of that movie. So no, it's very, it's definitely lazy writing. My mom's like six, five, two, seven, two sixty. Like you can't miss the motherfucker. Like he's, he's a big dude. Aims too. Like yeah. it's just, it's, it's bad writing, but like, I, I I'd rather have that bad writing to have the gift of, 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 of Dante than did not have that bad writing at all. So. But at least they they explained it, Frank. Like we got a flashback, we got to see all that yeah. stuff, and that's stuff that I appreciate. He wasn't even mentioned in the actual movie at all. Like I don't care. On, they, I don't care. They still showed they they showed a flashback. In my imagination, he was there in the movie. Now <laughs> they bro, they I rewatched it. five. He was in it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so okay, so this leads me to my new question of of piggyback off that. If anyone did go rewatch five and the bridge scene, because we're now in this movie, we see that Dante is placed on the bridge scene with like dude popping out of his car with like, a, a, what do you call it? A, he was the in the car. I saw him. Okay. 
I was like, I mean, did they piece it together where they actually use footage from five? Yes. And then you just got the interior shot of oh, Dante yeah, okay, driving yeah. and that yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. So it because wasn't Paul like Walker, they, they Yeah, go ahead. It wasn't like they completely like reshot that bridge no. scene to then incorporate to make you forget <clears throat> what actually happened in five. Okay. No, okay, all, cool. All of the Paul Walker and Vin Diesel stuff from that opening in Fast Ten, which is a look back, a flashback of Fast Five, that's all from Fast Five. I know that, but I'm talking about right. Dante. I'm not talking oh, about Oh, yeah. No, that's that's the new stuff. Dante, okay. like they definitely that that's new, but all the other stuff was they just took it from Fast Five. And uh I mean in that respect, that was really cool. I think to me to open this movie with Fast Five, which like Frank said is, is the best Fast and Furious movie. Yeah. To have that kick it off, you're like, well, this is going to be fucking awesome because like Fast Five was the best movie. Mm-hmm. Let's dip back to that and like get that going. So uh, well done on that part. Uh, mm-hmm. I wanted to mention something. So Marcy, earlier you mentioned about how, you know, obviously Jason Miller plays Aquaman. And I want to, did y'all know that uh, Alan Richland, who is uh, Ames, who we later learn is like, you know, uh, Dante's partner in this, in this, this uh, tour to, to suffer, to make Don, to make Dom suffer. Alan Richson, who's famously now Reacher on Amazon, back in the day, he played Aquaman on Smallville. So you've got <laughs> no both way. of the Aqua guys. Yeah. The two Aqua boys teaming up <coughs> to take down Dom. And at the end of the movie, Dom Dom and Little B potentially drowned in a dam. Not a coincidence. Just saying. Not at all. So. If they ever do a different aquaman movie and they cast vin diesel i'm gonna be done with just wow. like <laughs> life in general <laughs> he's 56 years old they're not they're, i don't think he gets swim anyway um Ooh, i'm sorry Alan richardson best role is is is, is some uh blue that, that's that that's yes that's, uh, he's, i'm sure thousand percent that's, that's his best greatest role, acting of all time <laughs> greatest acting great. like Holy shit. he plays the jock so well in that fucking <laughs> show i'm a fucking guy i gotta watch blue valley state it's fucking it's yeah. fucking great He's great in Titans also. He yeah, wasn't yeah. in Titans a ton. And the it's Reacher series is pretty good too. Yeah, that show's really great. Um, speaking but, of Alan Richland and Ames, Marcy, uh, did you see that the 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 you know the turn coming where you know Ames is now the, the head of the agency, he's going after Dom. Then he suddenly becomes Dom's best friend out of nowhere. And then of course he turns on Dom at the end. Did you see that coming? Yeah, I mean, he was just kind of an asshole from the beginning. You could tell that he at least I could tell that he had a hidden agenda, especially when he's talking to Brie Larson's character. I'm like, mm, he's shady. I think, and I think it the movie was like wanting for us to think that she was the shady one. But I was like, no, I think it's him. I think he's shady. So I was definitely not surprised when he did turn out to be like Dante's partner. I was like, oh, yeah, I knew it. This pretty boy up to no good. It was you, Justin. You, you were the surprise one. I was actually surprised because, and I think it obviously plays into the story because the idea is that everyone becomes Dom's friend, a part of the family. All of these villains, like even now, it appears that Cypher, who literally had the mother of Dom's child shot, like or has had her head blown off, like right in front of him. She's still alive. She's. <laughs> she's oh God. Yeah, we talked about this. She had a special like uh earpiece. Yeah, she got shot in the most perfect part of her head, right? Where it didn't hit like anything functional, and she's still alive. 
Yeah, they had a surgical team ready for that, and then they yeah. they fixed her up, and she's like now half cyborg. She's, she's gonna save uh, Little B and Dom at the end of the movie on a fucking boat, <laughs> on a raft. Speaking Dom of that, already. all these characters we never really hear about Dom's mother. We now we did get to meet the grandmother and Little B's great grandmother, <laughs> Brittany. That's the Abuelita. Did I say that correctly? Ah, uh, you're you're close. I'll, I'll, close. Give, I'll give you I'll give you B plus for that. No, it's Abuelita. Abuelita. Okay. But Abuelita. What did you think about Rita Moreno as the oh. matron uh, of uh, the Toretto family? You know, I think it's uh, it's amusing to me because Rita Moreno is most famously known for being in West Side Story all those years ago, right? She's she's a phenomenal actress. I think it's hilarious that family. It doesn't matter your background. <laughs> You've got a Puerto Rican, <laughs> you've got a Puerto Rican grandmother, you've got a Panamanian granddaughter that is Mia, and a culturally ambiguous Dom Toretto, right? With a Here Nordic strain of John Cena. Doesn't matter, all right? We're all family. It's all good. Um, Don't forget the Cuban cousin <laughs> in, in part seven. Oh, you're yeah. right. The Cuban yep. cousin. Yes, Cuban cousin. you're absolutely correct. The United oh Nations of family, motherfucker. That is the uh, melting pot that is America. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yes. Um, be proud. Yeah. Oh, and not, let's not forget Little B. Little B, who's Brazilian, and George has kind of an issue with the casting of Little B. <laughs> a little bit. You hate Brazilians, George? Ah, uh, dude, it's just like, it's just surprising to me. I'm just like, I was he, like, he doesn't look anything, anything like anyone in this fucking family at all, at all, bro. Not, not at he all. doesn't look anything like Little B from the last movie. <laughs> <laughs> that's true too. Yeah, that's true. Which the last movie was like, how? I mean, like in the real world, it was like three years ago or whatever, but like or right. two years. But in in the story of the show and the movie, like He's a, it's it's not that long ago, right? Yeah. I mean. Well, here's what, throws, here's what throws me off about about the timeline. So he was like oh, three, God. right? When that in, in, in Fast he Nine, smaller, he was so. smaller than that. He I was like know. okay, okay, let's, two years okay, old. Okay, let's just say three for argument's sake, right? Yeah. Jacob shows up in nine. That was just that was just three years ago. How in the fuck did he age so fast? Like Jacob hasn't been around long, and then Jacob Jacob left for like a time being. He was on a run. Frank, yeah. Frank, Frank. This kid has a connection to Jacob this quickly. Frank. <laughs> it makes yeah. no sense. The franchise is called Fast <laughs> and the Furious. They grow fast. They grow fast. And Furious. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, coming back to Justin, you, you asked if we all kind of saw the Ames kind of betrayal happen. I 100% saw that, you know, happen ahead of time. The one I thought was kind of the the one to watch out for was Jacob because I felt like him coming to the house to save Mia to get little B to take him to Dom I was like really genuinely just very skeptical skeptical about Jacob's motives because when they finally do get to the rendezvous point which happens to be in Portugal of all places where you know Dante was born um sure let's go with that you know he he takes little b to the rendezvous point it's like a cave type thing and you know dom's not there and little b's like you said my dad was going to be here and there's like this look on on jacob's face it's kind of like 
oh shit, you know, now the plan's about to fall apart. But, you know, he comforts little B and, he, and, and little B hugs him and says, I love you, Uncle Jacob. And he's just like, oh, fuck, you know, like I'm, I'm about to, you know, double cross my family because Dante's got something. I don't know. I, I was coming up with scenarios in my head, but he was the one I was really skeptical about. So, yeah. Anyone I else think, feel like that? I think yeah, you're I making think a, so. a better movie. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you told me that the other day, and so when I watched it, the rewatched it the most recent time, I can kind of see it in a couple of the scenes, but like then scene is so quick to like put his arm around the kid and like comfort the kid that like, look, like John Cena, the way he played the character in nine is like so it's like night and day to how he plays the character in in ten. The way he plays the character in ten is like just John Cena in the movie, whereas in nine, he's sort of the villain. He's this like you know, this bro- brother of Dom's that comes out of nowhere, you know, and that's honestly one of my favorite moments for the whole fast franchise. And this is like unintentional comedy at, at its best was when they had the trailer for nine and they're, they're showing Jacob and someone says his name. And then I think it's either Tej or Roman's like, who's that? Or who's Jacob? And Letty goes, Jacob is, and there's this long dramatic pause. Dom's brother. And I remember I just started laughing so hard. It's just, of course he is. Of course he's Dom's brother. It makes no sense at all. He looks nothing like him. Then in the movie, when they were kids, when they're like in their twenties, Dom is like six, seven <laughs> and Jacob is five, four. Suddenly we fast forward 10, 15 years and they've reversed. Like Dom has shrunk. <laughs> Jacob is now the tall, like, and you know ethnicities. What? I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's just, yeah, I don't know, nuts. but uh, I love it. That's all I can say. <laughs> it would have been more believable if he was Brian's brother. That would have been more believable. Yeah. There you go. yeah. We are making a better movie right here. <laughs> there you go. And like, and like he's mad because Brian's dead and like, I'm coming back to avenge my <gasps> brother. That would have made more sense to me. But, but Brian's, I, I think, <laughs> oh, Brian, <laughs> Brian, hey, Brian is lost in time. How about You're that? Right. There uh, we go. Boy, that's the next Fast and Furious movie. Yeah, and Doctor like Strange comes up and gives him one chance to get the time stone to go back in time. Yo, Frank, <laughs> not even joking, not even joking. Right now, I'm wearing a Doctor Strange shirt. <laughs> Just saying, bro. Just awesome. saying. That no, is y'all, awesome. y'all, y'all are missing it because you know Fast and Furious is a universal, you know, property. It would have to do with like the DeLorean from Back to the Future. It'd be called Fast. Yo, and Future. Did, did any of y'all catch that uh, Captain America line? Yeah. I was like, wow, Marvel exists in the Fast Universe. Oh, did y'all not hear the TIE Fighter sound effect in the tunnel when they're in Portugal? Or was that just me? I didn't hear it. Well, (laughs) Justin, you had to have heard it. Well, in Fast 9, they referenced Star Wars like three times. It's really weird. Remember that? Why did we get a TIE Fighter sound effect as they're like racing through that tunnel? Why did they create the Batwing out of a kayak? I mean, it looks just like (laughs) a Batwing. It does. Like it's. No, how did they get it rigged? Like, how did they get it rigged? Yeah, I wondered that as well. Makes no sense. This movie also, is littered with unanswerable questions. Also, shout out to Meadow Walker, who is the late Paul Walker's daughter. She played the flight attendant in that plane oh. who handed off the little bottles of liquor and the key to John That's Zena. why she looked familiar. I couldn't mm-hmm. place her, but I knew she was familiar. Yes, yes. So the line of... Jacob saying, I've got friends in high places is kind of like a nod to the late Paul Walker. 
Oh, I, I thought he was making like a uh, a Maha flight. That probably yeah. too. <laughs> I think so. That, that's what, that's what it sounds like. That probably as well, but I like to think it's a nod to Paul Walker. We're going to go with that. You're going to move too much credit, Brittany. I, I do actually. It's ridiculous. I mean, if if you're the general audience, there's no way that you know that's his that Paul Walker's daughter. I mean, I, I mean, I knew that because I I had no idea. I'm like kind of a super fan know. for this stuff, but yeah. I, I only no knew idea. that. I only knew that because when they did the premiere in Rome, um, she attended the premiere and took lots of pictures. You know, with like Vin Diesel and what have you. So like the short, you know, dark hair haircut, like it was yeah. very like memorable. Hold yeah. on, let me get this straight. This motherfucker is the—he is the creator. He—he he has create—he has creative control. He ran off the director, and the best you could do for Paul Walker's daughter is make a fucking flight attendant. What the? Are you fucking kidding me? That's the best you can do, Vin Diesel. He's not really down for family then. If that's what, what, would you, you what is that about? What, what the fuck? Like, what would you have wild. wanted her to be? What would you have wanted her to do? She could have been any like. Helena's sister got there more, you go. more time yeah. than, this, than, than Paul Walker's real life daughter. What, like, what the but, fuck? But she doesn't look anything like Elena. I mean, this girl doesn't look oh, anything. I'm sorry, like... I'm sorry. And little bit looks anything like Dom. <laughs> Thank you, Frank. Thank you. Listen, 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 listen. Jacob Toretto is Dom's brother. Are we, are we, are we seriously talking about DNA structure right now? Listen, I said it. Vin Diesel or or Dom Toretto, excuse me, is culturally ambiguous. All right, <laughs> we're not sure what's happening. Yeah, shout out to everybody who's culturally ambiguous. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yes, it sounds like, it sounds, it sounds like, a, it sounds like a, a mutant power. <laughs> like, yeah, seriously, Oscar Oscar Isaac, you know, who's played so many different characters across so many different franchises. He's he said it himself. He's like, yeah, he goes, I'm so culturally ambiguous enough to, you know, be a a, a drug lord over here, but can play Timothy Chalamet's daddy in Dune. <laughs> we'll go with That's that. Right. So, so Brittany, a second ago, you mentioned Rome, and I just want to like chart this for y'all because I actually I kept up with it. Here is a list of all the locations that this movie takes place, right? You've got Los Angeles, Rome, the agency's headquarters, Naples, London, the agency black slight backs black site undisclosed location, Rio de Janeiro, yeah, Rio in Brazil. You've got Yuma, Arizona, Antarctica. And Portugal. Mm -hmm. Let's go back to Rome. I want to talk to George about this. Rome is where we get the the fi the the uh, fiery bomb ball that rolls through the city. Oh my god! George, <laughs> lay it on me. What are your thoughts of that set piece? How? How? <laughs> How? Everything. Like, where do I start? The 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 giant. I don't know how many tons this fucking bomb weighs. Yeah. rolling the entire way not being able to stop that's bullshit <laughs> whatever it hits everything on the way by the way it it's like everything. it's like a pinball yeah i love the scene where dom where dom spotted that it was gonna hit the the people uh it was gonna explode by the people at the cafe at the cafe and he just jumps his car on the curb and blocks them <laughs> that was fucking amazing amazing that was great and then the scene that that just like fucking ooh, I had to pause again, is when they his car is completely fucked up. You know, when whenever it stops, like it stopped right before a hill goes down. Yeah. 
and Dom's car is completely fucked up, is is done. And then next thing you know, they someone crashes into it. I think it was Han and and, and then the truck crashes into it, and then it keeps going again. Yeah. Dom's car miraculously, the tire that was completely fucked up that you can see in the scene, shredded. Yeah. Go ahead. Shredded. Completely fixed. Drives for another fifteen fucking miles. <laughs> And then, hold on, I'm not fucking done. No, this is it. This is the, you're gonna bring I'm it home. Yeah. Yep. He, he, he gets the genius idea of using the crane to just somehow get the bomb to fall in the fucking water. So how do you do that? I'll tell you how. He crashes into a fucking cement weight, like a counterweight. Yep. No damage. To him, everything's fine. He still drives the car after that. Head-on collision. He should have. He should have fucking died. Yeah, <laughs> that's insane. The and fact- then after that, after that, the bomb explodes right next to him, and he's fine. <laughs> and he still drives off, and the car's okay. No, like the bomb blast, right? Because apparently, if you throw it into the water, you know, to avoid destroying the Vatican, let's just be real. Uh, it lessens the blow, but like all these cars are flipping over, you know, because of the blast. But no, he's still able to drive it and keep, you know, the wheels on the ground. What the actual fuck? Like, like what George is saying, after Dom like drives off the bridge to hit the crane so it spins around and knocks the, <laughs> the bomb into the water, Dom's car slams into a brick wall. The car is semi-damaged. Dom does not have a scratch on him i think i want to dodge him (laughs) that's what i was thinking (laughs) this yeah makes no sense now i've i've uh i've been to rome so seeing all these places you know the 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 forum the Colosseum, you know things like that i'm like oh my god like this hurts my heart because rome is very hilly that's probably why that Atomic bomb just kept on going Stop, because don't, don't do that. No, 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 I'm not defending it. I'm not defending it. I'm not defending it. I'm just saying it is hilly. The ridiculousness is just unreal. The fact that Dom and his team, quote unquote, his team, Dom and Letty go with Mr. Nobody to go to Rome because that was the whole reason Roman was like leading this mission because of little nobody and (laughs) no one didn't think to check with him to be like hey we're on our way to rome to go see you to steal the supercomputer chip or whatever the fuck it's supposed to be cool great lack of planning but like they're able to take dom's car letty's motorcycle you know we we get little nobody's vehicle as well like we can prep for all that great cool the ridiculousness level for this whole sequence unreal unreal the what what i find amazing about these movies is the logistic the logistics of how they get how does dom have a car in every fucking country he goes to that's, does he have the same charger in every fucking country i want to know no i want to know he has, does he have, he's a government agent now bro like yes he, he has an unsurmountable amount of resources dog like yeah. not anymore do, Whatever the fuck he well not now well Dante stole it all but prior to that, bro he works with the he literally works with the CIA. And so like, do, do they ship the same car? Does he have multiple cars that they ship? Or oh, how is it, they probably like 
they probably it's the same one and he rebuilds it like it probably was a fab lab and like carbon copy the same car 12 times bro and like <laughs> there you go. every single fucking continent dog like that's that's the only expo- explanation okay. you know what i'm saying you're right it's yeah. just unreal the the problem with that is throughout the movie you know we're told that you know one of dante dante's of course the main <laughs> villain his his saying is you know like uh you know, never accept death for payment when, when suffering is owed. So his whole plot line is to make Dom suffer, right? And throughout the movie, you know, we see what he does. He's trying to take the, the family apart one by one. And at the end, like, you know, the, the thing about it is, like, Dante provides Dom with his car because the agency exactly. is led by Ames. That's where Dom gets the car for Portugal for the end of the movie. It's like, so now y'all are, like, the the villain is, I guess, to make him suffer is you, you want to kill him in his car, bro. I, put a bomb to that bitch. Thank you. He put yes, a yeah. bomb to all the other cars in in, in Rio <laughs> and like the bombing at the, the dam in Portugal. Why didn't he just put that on Dom's car? It's, it's too easy. Part of the game. It's, it's, it's too not, easy. He wants right. he, want, he wants Dom. He wants Dom alive long enough to see every all his loved ones die that's fine but like prepare ahead of time and when you're done playing with your food make it go boom i'm just well, saying like well that's 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 what the damn that's what the, that's what the damn idea is all about like, like the damn idea great yeah the da- yeah that was that was totally by accident that wasn't playing on words <laughs> yeah but like that's what like like the, the exploding trucks and like flooding the dam that's all that's all for dominus well for dom but his son will be there too but Bro, he's gonna get out of this. He's gonna he's gonna fly that bitch. He's gonna have some type of like transmitter on his on his chest where he can like rocket ship out of that motherfucker. He's gonna survive this shit, bro. Dom yeah, is gonna call up sure. Aquaman. <clears throat> Dom is calling up Aquaman. Plot twist. I, I mean, this. but they also stole this from like Spidey and his friends, like the, the little cartoon, because they have a plot line where they're kind of like stuck in a dam. So I'm kind of looking at this movie a little bit sideways like you really mm. stole this plot line from this mm. cartoon um but no i mean i love it i love the ridiculousness of the bomb just kind of like rolling through the streets because in every other movie ever made ever in history you always have to be very careful with the bomb like anything could like detonate it and Not everybody's careful with it Not this no one. this one it's just rolling through the damn city like like britney said it's super hilly it's just kind of like doing this they're playing pinball with it. Um, unbelievable, ridiculous. The fact, it. the fact that at one point the bomb was on fire because it rolls over gas tanks. Yeah. How did it not explode at that moment? Are you kidding me? I think the only part that I need Oppenheimer was... to explain this to me. Thank you. <laughs> the only part that was missing, I, I, I would have loved to see the bomb roll uphill. I would have, I would have like defy, defy <laughs> gravity, defy the laws of physics, please. Like you gotta, do, you gotta, you gotta break that third wire and, and defy even, the laws. Of you, you wanted to defy physics even more, Frank. The, the, yes, the this movie already has. Yes, I wanted to go uphill just, just to show that it's, it's so indestructible. Yes, go uphill. Well, if it went uphill, it'd be like remote controlled, just like those eighteen wheelers are remote controlled, oh like, it, like like Tiny Tej, like Tiny Tej and Tiny in- Tej, yeah. <laughs> Let him yeah. up. No, it's it's absolutely ridiculous. The whole like set piece, of course. After this, like now Dom and the family is being blamed for you know this attack on Rome, and as we're ending this scene, I think this is the whole reason why they did 
Rome is you get Dominic Toretto standing with the Roman Colosseum behind him. And he is flexing so goddamn hard. Like he's like trying to look as he tough really as him. And it's like this like <laughs> hero shot. And I think that's the sole reason why they, they chose Rome. That, that's it. Like I don't I don't blame him to be like a gladiator esque in, in this sort of franchise and in the setting. Yeah. Also, where did Queenie come from? Yeah. How does she know to be there? Yeah. I love mm-hmm. Helen Mirren. Protect her at all costs. Because, you know, let's face it, Jason Statham is going to go protect his mom. Um, but, uh, you know, it was very random. Like, where does she just, like, pop up from so quickly? And I know Europe is, like, close in proximity. <laughs> but, yeah. like, were you just right place, right time? Like, what was going on? I don't know. But when she showed up, I had the biggest boner, bro. I was just like, dog. It did look good. That was a nice dress she had on. So fucking good. <laughs> I was like, fam, I just want to give her the hammer so bad, bro. Whoa, golly, <laughs> man, that was just like that was that was a that was a that was a very erotic shot for me. My are God. we about the same old lady? Huh? I said, oh, are we God. talking about the same old lady? <laughs> yes, bro. <laughs> Helen Mirren, no, I love Helen Mirren, dog. You know, you know this? Oh man, eighty percent of the reason why I watch Yellowstone nineteen twenty three is because of Helen Mirren, dog. Oh, she's on it. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. She, she, she plays Harrison's me. Harrison Ford's wife. Mm, okay. Somebody anyway. did not listen to our podcast from this winter. <laughs> okay. I did not. I'm not I'm trying to. I'm not trying to get spoilers. <laughs> Brittany, I think we should clip this part of the podcast and send it to the podcast hall of fame. Like this is I like this is. <laughs> I, I think you're right. This is our entry. This is our best content right here. This um, is going up on my online portfolio. Yeah. Oh my god. So we might get Frank canceled though for talking yeah. that way about. <laughs> there we go. Whoa. Hey, if I get canceled for it, I, I went out with a bang. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah, literally. literally. Yeah. Literally. Good lord. So let's let's uh, talk more about the Queenie storyline, or at least the Shaw family, because we see, you know, she's only in the movie. Is that her only scene? Yes. So right. Okay. Yeah. Then we learn later on that Dante is after her because she helped out the family, and we learn that because Jason Statham is back. Uh, which Shaw is he? I, I know we talked about it earlier. He's not Deckard. Luke Shaw. He's Decker Shaw. Shaw yeah. Decker Shaw, of course. He's not Luke Shaw either. It's Owen right. Shaw. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Luke Shaw plays for Sorry, Manchester guys. United. Yeah, he's a, he's a soccer or football That's player. That's my fault. Yeah. That's okay. I keep saying Paul yeah. Wall instead of Paul Walker. Clearly two yeah. very different people. Yeah. Paul Wall could be recast as Paul Walker. Paul Wall that. is in his Silver Fox era. That's just yes. to me. Anyway. That is true. Continue, he's got a Justin. Kind of role too. So yeah. Deckard Shaw. Famously, we thought he killed Han in Fast Tokyo Seven? Drift. Seven. Well, oh well, yeah. Well, it's Tokyo Drift, Fast yeah. Three, but like, the retcon was yeah. in Fast Seven. That's something else about this. If you're new to this franchise, buckle up. Good luck. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the the movie order you would watch this movie chronologically would be Fast One, Two. Was well, it seven or eight? I don't remember. Fast, one, two, four, then four, Jordan. five, okay, six, seven, Tokyo Three. Drift, eight, nine, eight, ten. nine, ten. Yeah. yeah. So it's all over the map with this. Of course, Shaw, who's the villain in seven, he's now friends with the team or kind of quasi friends. He was obviously in Hobbs and Shaw, the spinoff movie. We'll talk about Hobbs here in a little bit. Uh, so Shaw Shaw is reunited with Han at his doorstep because 
they just know where they all live. And I, I love in this movie, there's always somebody who's like, I know a guy or I know a place. That's one of the lines they say a lot in this movie. It's like wherever they are, it's like, oh, what, what are we going to do? I know a guy. I know a place. And of course, they end up at Shaw's dungeon or whatever. And he's like torturing this guy in a in a, in a punching bag. Han and Shaw go face to face. A little bit of fisticuffs between the two before they team up to take down the agency. Uh, Frank, what, what are your thoughts on Shaw and Han kind of working together for the family? So this part kind of confused me because when you watch Fast 9, you get the half-assed explanation of like why Han's still alive. I, at that point, I wasn't sure if Deckard was a part of that or if Deckard didn't know and really tried to kill Han and thought Han was presumably dead. So when they saw each other face-to-face, I was kind of like, I was waiting to see like how Deckard was going to move. And when Deckard saw him, it was like he saw a ghost. So I guess he thought that he really killed him which is like weird to me because Decker does not miss his targets. So like that part, that part was kind of weird, but like see, seeing the fighting scenes and like, and then like they kind of just gloss over the fact that Decker tried to kill Han. <laughs> like after the fact, like that, that was kind of weird. Like I, I can't get no closure on this, bro. Like you're not going to, you're not going to say, Hey man, why are you trying to kill me? Like what's up with that? Or they, they just kind of like, they filed the agency. Things are, things are done. The guy in the, the guy in the box bags running down his draws like there's no explanation whatsoever of like where they stand now. So that that was kind of weird. I I felt like they should have like put more into that of like of like what happened between Deckard and and, uh, and Han and what and what things live, uh, left off. Yeah, no, I I agree. And then now going forward, obviously Shaw's got to go save his mom, which I guess we'll see in Fast X Part Two or whatever it's called or in a potential Hobbs and Shaw movie, another spinoff. Uh, George, what do you think's next for, for Shaw? I think you're, there's going to be like a Hobbs and Shaw 2 movie, and Dante's going to be a villain in that movie. Mm-hmm. And somehow that's going to connect to the the last uh, portion of this, uh, this franchise, which probably that's never going to happen. But I hope it does. I have a title for the Hobbs and Shaw sequel. Mm. What's it called? Hobbs and Shaw, Dante's Inferno. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Ooh. I just had well, to throw I that mean, in there. You gotta they, think they like should add his name on it though. Like they they have to. I don't know. Dante. I think he's here to save the. Like I don't know. I think he's here to save the franchise. Let's let's just be real. Honestly, let's be real. So real quick, y'all. I have the correct timeline order for this series it's it's just ridiculous okay the fast and the furious number one two fast two furious fast and furious which is four fast five fast and furious six the fast and the furious tokyo drift furious seven the fate of the furious which is number eight hobbs and shaw f9 the fast saga and finally fast x or 10 whatever you want to call it that was super easy I mean, that's, so we all would ace that test. That's, can recite it in my sleep. Yeah, but here's the thing, though: if you're watching that order, you cannot watch the post-credit scenes because it's gonna throw you off. Even no, more. you're right. You're absolutely right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> You'll be like, wait, what the? Fuck? Right. I thought I was watching the chronological order. What the fuck is this? Yeah. Right. Speaking yeah. of post-credits, or in this case, it's a mid-credit scene. We get to see Luke Hobbs. Yeah. That's right. The Rock has returned 
to the Fast franchise, which he said he was never going to do. And I, I love the scene because he shows up at this uh, at this abandoned police station in uh, in Rio that the Reyes family owns, and Dante's got a message for him. You know, he's got the he's got like the the Happy Trails like music playing, and uh, you know Luke Hobbs picks up the phone and and Dante says the devil is coming for you, lawman. And then of course the rock in typical rock rock fashion, he's like, "Well, I ain't I ain't hard to find, some bitch." And that's that's S U M B I T C H, some yeah. bitch. Then that is crushed- a term we use here in Texas, so right? I'm just saying. I really hope that Stone Cold saw Steve Austin got paid for that line. I hope so too. I I hope so. Told- yeah. He totally ripped his wrestling title to the Rock in in, in WWE. <laughs> yeah. It could have been a, a, a line about cooking, you know? Do you smell what what's cooking or some shit like that? I don't know. That, that would have been a little bit more apropos, but that would have been awesome. So, so yeah. Marcy, before the pod, we talked about you haven't seen Fast Five, Six, Seven, or Eight, and you haven't seen Hobbs and Shaw, correct? So, this is your first dose of The Rock in the Fast uh, Fast franchise. What did you think about The Rock in his brief return? Um. I mean, I always love anytime I can see The Rock. He is—he's—he's <laughs> he's nice to look at, right? Like, nice, big, handsome, bald man. So, um, you know, if they make not to be confused it, with Vin Diesel, right? Yeah, there are two. Yeah, Vin Diesel is another big, bald man, not as hot as you know The Rock, obviously, but you not know, as if tall they make either. another movie, yeah. yeah, definitely not as tall. Um, but if they make another movie with him in it, I would definitely watch it, um, you know, just to see what happens, to see what kind of trouble they can all get into. And then, like, Jason Momoa and, like, The Rock, that would be great. I'm definitely dying to see that. So is it official? Is, is it really going to be Luke and Hobbs? Uh, uh, I mean, uh, Hobbs and Shaw, <laughs> Luke. I'm sorry, Hobbs and Shaw, part two in between this this the series? So- so here's all we know, and it's pretty murky, but during the Fast X premiere, which was actually in Rome, they did the, the premiere, the worldwide premiere was in Rome. Uh, Vin Diesel, I almost called him Dominic Toretto. Vin Diesel, uh, he revealed that originally Universal wanted Fast X to be a two-part finale, which is what we'd heard for years. But he said after Universal saw the movie, they want it to be a three-part. So the idea is, that we just saw Fast X Part One. There's going to be a Part Two and a Part Three, and then when The Rock came back, The Rock on on all his social media channels announced that he's returning to the Fast franchise, but he's also going to get a spinoff movie. Which here's the interesting part: he didn't necessarily say it was a Hobbs and Shaw movie. And there's some speculation that it's going to be called Hobbs and Reyes, which is you know where it's just mono mono for two hours, Momoa going after The Rock or the Rock, vice versa. Which I think is a cool storyline, but you know, like I feel like you've got to involve the other characters, which I don't know if that's the way it's going to go because The Rock had a pretty legendary fallout with the Fast family, not just Vin Diesel, but also Tyrese Gibson, you know, because uh, The Rock, uh, The Rock is a very professional actor. He's a very busy man, and he was very critical of uh, the other actors on the set of the fast movies. And so that's why there was a big fallout. And truthfully, if black Adam had been very successful, the rock would not have come back to the fast franchise. That's my prediction, but uh, I don't know. I'll get your take. Brittany, what do you think about 
The Rock returning? Why do you think he returned? And what do you want to see from The Rock going forward? It's it's curious of Dwayne Johnson to make a return after such a public fallout with yeah. Vin Diesel all those years ago. Creative differences or the fact that one was getting more screen time than the other. I, I don't fully understand what the beef was really between the, these two men. Obviously, I feel the common denominator falls with Vin Diesel uh, running people off <laughs> because he did it with Dwayne and he did it with the director two weeks into filming this movie. So I think we need to keep our egos in check, y'all. Like, yes, it's a successful franchise, but it wouldn't be successful if you didn't bring in new talent and such. So Dwayne brought something new when he came into Fast Five, which is arguably, y'all have said it, the, the best or one of the best movies in this franchise. And I like how badass he he is luke uh luke hobbs he's dea you know he no nonsense kind of guy he he was funny without like i could think intentionally being funny but now that his character has kind of grown to being part of this family it's lost a little bit of something so i'm not sure what i'm expecting him to see when he makes his return to part two of of this movie i'm not sure because obviously dante had beef with uh, Dom Toretto because he drove the car that stopped his father's car, but it was Luke Hobbs who pulled the trigger that killed uh, Hernan Reyes. So it's, it's going to be curious to see what interactions Dante and Hobbs character will, will have in, in upcoming movie or movies. So I, I don't have much expectations. Truth be told. George, what's your thoughts on the rock of, of all of this? Uh, I would like to see like a standalone movie just between like Reyes and him, and then somehow connecting the pieces for uh, Hobbs and Shaw to need help Dom and because they need his help or some shit like that. Like, somehow just connect all the dots to make that happen. But I, I would love to see another Hobbs and Shaw movie, yeah. I mean, the first Hobbs and Shaw is very entertaining, and like, I still haven't seen it. You need to watch that movie. Super Ryan Reynolds is in the movie and it's yeah. like, he, he has a bit part, but he's like, he kills it. And I, I wish he was a part of like the, the bigger franchise and maybe yeah. he'll come back at some point, but uh, mm. Hobbs and Shaw definitely recommend that movie. Uh, speaking of returning characters and, and George, you mentioned this a little bit ago, but let's talk about Gal Gadot or Gal Gadot. I'm not sure which one she prefers. Gal Gadot. Uh, Gal Gadot. Okay. Wonder Woman returned to, uh, the fast franchise is Giselle. We see her at the end. She's in Antarctica. She has a nuclear submarine because reasons. Uh, George, not Trump the same one from the previous movie. That's okay, what I thought. I, I, I assumed it was the same one, but mm -hmm. I thought it was. Too. I guess not. Yeah, it's not because the one it's that they were trying. One, of course, it's another one. Yeah, the, and another one. Uh, the the one that they previously tried to steal from Cipher in Serbia or Russia or whatever it uh it got blown up so it's hmm. it's not the same one okay unless submarines too also don't die in the franchise i don't know like it's just ridiculous at this point yeah but she shows up in Why? in the submarine with and nothing binoculars puts them down and she just smiles that's it that's all we get and she's working with cypher 
presumably. Yes. So I have a theory, and I, I mentioned this with Justin on the last podcast we had about this movie. I think I know how her life was preserved. So okay. in this in this particular movie, so remember when um Lady gets hurt, yeah. and like they use that they use that healer laser thing to like yeah kind of like speed up the healing process. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they had some type of like modification of that healing generator to like heal up Gal Gadot's character. Okay, who saved her? It could have been Cipher. It could have been Mister Nobody. Mister Nobody went for three movies and until the, the click. That whole funeral for Han and Mr. Nobody not one time ever said, by the way, your boy's alive. I just got I just got working undercover. That's true. Fine. So Mr. Nobody or Cypher probably probably preserved her and just had her work in the background. Now, totally fucked up because Han was in love with her, and like you would think that she would have contacted Han in some form of fashion. Yeah. With these, these movies, Mr. Nobody and, and, and the government, they do some shady shit. So um or, that's, that's, yeah, go ahead. Or it could have taken the Letty approach, not saying she had amnesia and was in the hospital, but if she was in the hospital, then someone decided to come pick her up, that's someone being Cypher. I don't know. <laughs> don't do that again. No. That <laughs> <laughs> was already stupid enough the first time. I agree. I agree. I mean, like, if you're going to kill off people only to bring them back, why? Like, What's the just, point? Like, what, Exactly. It, it, it just makes no, everyone's death, like, not... Like, there's nothing in this movie that feels real, you know? That's the, that's the one thing I'm missing from this movie. It's like, I don't feel that anything's real. You the cannot, cars don't but, even feel but, real. But you're, but you're already, you're already going, you're already going to with the wrong attitude. Not, it's an action movie. Nothing is real. Frank, I know we really saw a car go out of space, bro, and orbit around the fucking earth. Like, you cannot expect realness for this movie, bro. Like, this series, like, I'm not asking real. for a lot, just just a little bit. You're not gonna get it, bro. You're not gonna get it. <laughs> a little bit. You're not gonna get it. You're not gonna get it. Just you saw an eight ton metal bomb ball go all around the Vatican and and, and blow up, and 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 it, it it was it was whatever. Like you're not gonna get any rumors in the series, bro. You just, you're just not. Can and, we agree? Yes. I know you're on a roll, but I just want to throw this in here. Can we agree that the only real thing that did happen in this movie was Pete Davidson offering up like drugged up muffins to Han. It's true. This is true. Okay. Okay. It's true. Yeah. But, great, no, but great way to mention it. I also think too, like bring it back like a Gal Gadot. Like this movie, this series is all about star power. If, yeah. if we can bring right people and, yeah. and, and bring fans and and people who, who love and fans who love these actors and actresses back into the fold, we're going to do it. Whether it's Gal Gadot, whether it's John Cena, which I don't think is dead. Whether it's anybody, Jake to stay them like this. This series, they do a great job of like saying, you know what, we're we're already suspending belief. Let's just make it the biggest possible fucking movie possible. Like, bro, they had two Academy Award winning actresses in the series, Brie Larson and Shalise Theron. Like, they they're just trying to bring this. They're trying to they're trying to be the the, the, the twenty seven Yankees. They're trying to line up this power cast and just just bring like just throw shit on the wall and just get fans come to the theaters. And guess what? It's fucking working. <laughs> it's working. Like, yeah. no matter how stupid it is, no matter how crazy it is, you're going to get people butts in the seats because of that of, of the of the name for one. People love cars and people and people love uh ridiculous action. Yeah. Can we agree that Brie Larson's performance is not quite memorable at all? 
I actually forgot she was in the movie. I just the only reason Thank I remember because I, I remember, case in point, case yeah. closed. I forgot she was in the movie. The only reason I, the only reason I remember because she was in the movie because I remember those two Academy Award actresses and that yeah. were built in, the, in this cast. That's the only reason I know yeah. she was in the movie. Other well, than that, no, no, you're correct. You're, you're correct. It's just like she's just not memorable in this movie at all. It yeah. seemed like a very muted type of performance. Um, but you know, she got to be picked up by Vin Diesel. So that's, you know, that's always great when, you know, big, strong guy gets to pick you up. That's when I was like, I would like somebody to just come pick me up from life's troubles every once in a while, <laughs> take me somewhere nice and safe. So Brie Larson plays, uh, Mr. Nobody's daughter, Tess, who no one knew he had a daughter, but then Vin sent out the, or Dom sent out the code word that, you know, he wanted his Belgian, which is reference to the beer from fast six or seven i can't remember honestly um yeah brie larson is this character yeah you're right it is kind of a muted performance it's a pretty brief performance i do think you know she gets shot in the chest by it was either ames or by one of the other henchmen for reyes it was the guy it wasn't in ames, the sorry, helicopter yeah, yeah helicopter guy, helicopter. guy. okay yeah. so she gets shot she gives this like dying speech i thought the first time i saw the movie she's gonna die did y'all think that she okay first of all George, did you think she was going to die? Or do you think she should have died? Um, I don't think she should have died because it seems like there's still a connection to Mister Nobody. Like, okay. like they want to connect her to her dad somehow. So I don't. I didn't think she was going to die at all. I was okay. just like, oh, okay, another person got shot in this fucking movie. It, well, it was actually a- she did get shot. Like. No, at least uh, there was a bullet that actually went inside her. And yeah, it, it was, it was a clean. It was a clean shot. It it, it exited. Yeah. yeah, but. No, I, I don't. I don't think she was gonna die. It was just, you know, you're being dramatic, and it's not even good. Like, just stop talking. Go get it. Go get stitches. You're fine. Like, it would be crazy if she was the one who died because that was like the most, like, you know, not life threatening thing that has happened to anybody in this fucking movie. Like, true. you could get yeah. blown up and like, oh, I'm still alive. Like, she gets like shot one time, and it's like, oh, I you died. make a good point. I'd that love to insane. see someone die in the dumbest way possible. <laughs> Just one character. I don't care who it is. Man, that's terrible. Sleep apnea or something, right? Just wow. They just don't. They don't wake up. L- little B dies of asthma or something. I don't know. <laughs> that's wow. horrible. Wow. You mean the future of the franchise, George? You're just gonna like cut us off at the knees right here, man. Man, that's, that is brutal. Oh, I just thought about something with Brie Larson being Mr. Nobody's daughter. You're talking two Marvel characters or two Marvel actors yeah. playing father and daughter. Yeah. Ego and uh Captain Marvel. Interesting. Oh, I mean, there's there's superhero actors all over this movie. Oh, I know. Like, you've got Vin Diesel as Groot, you've got uh Ames, who previously was Aquaman, um, Gal Gadot is, is Wonder Woman, like yeah, the list goes on. <laughs> Ames was Aquaman and Hawk and Hawkman. <laughs> yeah, Hawk and yeah, Hawk from Hawk, yeah, from Titans. He played yeah. he played two DC characters in one. Okay. So. Yeah. All right. Go on with your bad self. Go on with your bad self. I do like one of Ames's quotes, and George, I think you're, you'll appreciate this part when when we when we first meet Ames and Tess. I think it's when we first meet Tess. They're at the, they're like this like video screen, and Ames gives us the story of the Fast Family, and I, I just yeah. love how he like breaks it down how like they were they were street racers who then become like secret agents, and he's like it's like a cult with cars. I thought that was like <laughs> a perfect like <laughs> synopsis of what happened. The cult of Dom. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Saint Dominic. (laughs) 
St. Dominic. Yeah. Also, Ames says that he doesn't like barbecues. Like, how un-American are you if you don't like barbecues? Yeah. Like, what is wrong with you? Bro, it looks like you ate the barbecue, bro. The entire fucking <laughs> Yeah, for sure. It's ridiculous. Like, you, sir, that that that's what was off about him from the get-go. I mean, yes, he, he rode hard about not liking Dom and the team and the family and this whole thing. But when he said he didn't like barbecues, I'm like, sir. I need you to exit the building quietly. That's a little sus. No, and I think it was great, too, because for somebody like me who hasn't seen pretty much all of the movies, it's a nice little, like, exposition of, oh, like, I feel a little bit caught up now that you've kind of gone into, like, this whole thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's for sure. It's uh, he's he's an interesting character. I mean, and I don't know about y'all, but in the very beginning, he uh when we see dante for the first time with his father at the police station and they're walking through the police station you see dude back of the head right but like this obnoxious blue suit like that that's too bright to like stand out and not mean something right so to to kind of go back to a previous question of like did you see the heel turn not the heel turn but to see like the betrayal or the team up with Dante. It's like, well, yeah, I mean, he, he looks similar to dude that we saw in the beginning. So, you know, there we are. So, so I, so I have a question. Um, so in fast, it might've been nine or might've been eight. Tej and Rome and peer and Roman are like vying for, um, vying for, uh, Ramsey. Oh, Ramsey's yeah affections mm -hmm. and it looked like Tej won <laughs> yeah and like but like I mean he they proposed don't like the, they don't they don't like they're dating in in, yeah. in, this, in, in fast they, they, still look look like, just, they still look like friends yeah like partners in crime but like not like romantic interest at all it's trying it, to yeah. keep it professional that's weird so are they are, he, are they are, are they together he's been friend zoned know. he's friend zoned that's Is it he? Okay. Yeah, I think I so. can't tell because sometimes it's like an on and off thing. It seems like they like each other, but then I, I can't really tell. Yeah. Listen, they're they're planting the seed in the final. They're gonna get together. Everyone lives happily ever after. Like, you know. I had a question. Uh, what happened to uh, Don Omar and uh, Teo Calderon's characters? Why did yo they, what, the what last the last time we saw them, and it was after. Fast five because you know yeah. they all got their millions. They got the money. They went to like uh Monte Carlo. Yeah, and they bet and... the money on the thing. That's the last time we see them. Yeah, and and it was Why? actually it was asked in in a later movie. Like, has anyone heard from uh I forgot their characters' names, but they're like, no, like they just kind of like fell off the map. That was it. That that was how they did, wrapped did, up their did characters. They have a falling off in real life. That's what I'm curious. Oh, about. I don't know. I have no idea. I, I think that's weird. Didn't they yeah, show up is. again in one of in one of the movies, like Fast Seven? Yes, or they yes, did. It was yeah, it was they showed very up brief. Again. It yeah. was <laughs> very very brief, but yes, they did show up again. So, hmm. yeah. Je Justin, do, do you know what movie? Um, <laughs> uh, Don Don Omar and uh, I forgot the other guy's name. Um, Tego Calderon. Yes. Do you know Do you know what movie they reappeared again? Because I know in Fast Five, that's last time we actually saw them, like. In a full feature film, and then like they showed up again in one of the movies. Was that seven or six? I think it was six. It was six. Okay. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Sorry about that. I had some uh, technical issues on my end. I just froze up and I couldn't couldn't get back in. So I'm I back would. though. Smoke uh, and mirrors, Justin. 
That's right. Um, so what was the last thing you were talking about? Uh, we were talking, well, most recently talking about Tego Calderon and Don Omar's. Uh, I was just curious why they got written out of the movies. Yeah. Well, okay. Uh, the I last don't think there time, was a fallout or anything. They just well in didn't nine, bring them back. In one of them, in, I think it was nine, we saw one of them. We didn't see the other one. They, they referenced that. They go, no. you sure? We saw the younger versions of them. Yeah. Okay. It yeah, when when they when do Dom really one of the movies though, but when yeah, Dom met them in six. prison, yeah, yeah. I just think it's strange. I thought I thought it was weird that they're not in any of the movies anymore. So I figured there was like a falling out or something that we. I don't we didn't think so. About. I don't think so. But uh, we were also talking about how it seems like Tej and Ramsey have like a little thing going, but like they're not together, or yeah. are they together? You know. Um, well, yeah. I mean, I don't know that it matters because as we saw in the movie, Ames shot down their plane. They're all dead, right? We, we all are they, think though? That they're all dead. Are they? I hope so. Wow. I mean, they should be, but they're not. Ram- Ramsey and Ted are too high tech to like let a plane stop them from, from living. Bro, they, they just jumped out that bitch right before it crashed. I think because they were running towards the car that was in the in the cargo. I think they like all hopped into the car and they all took a little, you know, flight down to the ground. Like, yeah, they're they, fine. they've done it before, Brittany. They're they've fine. done it before. They'll do it again. I mean, if Dom Toretto can do it again, you know, who says anything about landing? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> that's a great one-liner. line. That's, like, that's a great line. Um, as we start to bring this one home, I, I just want to like, let's talk about some stuff we haven't discussed. What are some of y'all's favorite moments, favorite lines from the movie? Marcy, I'll start off with you. I loved um, Dante's wardrobe and his hair in this for some reason. Um, it's so flashy. Um, like I sent to you guys in like our offline chat. Like it looks like some of his wardrobe could have also been used in the live action of Aladdin. Like his flowy pants and like his flowy shirts. He could have been like a really good genie too in the live action version. They need to remake it again with him as the genie, I would watch it. Um, but I love to see her. I love just how unhinged he was when he's talking to those two dead guys and he's got their eyes taped up and he's just kind of being like unhinged. And you're like, wow, you're like evil, like and psychotic. And I love it. And I'm not like really rooting for you, but I'm also not like hoping that they get you. Like I still want more of like your bad guyness to continue. So um, I think he was just like my favorite part of the whole movie and just kind of like how they were able to kind of add the wardrobe and the hair to make him a little bit crazier. Yeah, I, he had the best lines in the movie. My favorite line of his is when after uh, after Uncle Jacob sacrifices himself, he says, uh, looks like Uncle Muscle won't be at the next barbecue. <laughs> and then he's like, like but it's very honorary or very honorable or whatever it's just like great line that was the best line uncle muscle yeah that was that was great um Brittany, what about you what are some some moments we haven't talked about that you want to touch on oh man there's there's just so many the the introduction of of dante to cypher was pretty cool like just to show his strength in the sense of you know he brings in the two dead body bodyguard people right and how he flips cypher's people on her 
I, you know, I have questions like what happened to the hostages? Like, you know, um, are they okay? <laughs> I hope so. Because if they turned out what, what happened to the nerds uh, that Marcy just talked about him painting their toenails and talking to them as if like they're alive. He's like, Hey, you know, okay. So don't touch those, let them dry, finish your mojitos. I'm going to go wash my hair. Like, it's just, it's just so great. But I think my favorite line and it's so silly. Of course, it's a Dante line when he is on the bridge with Dom and Rio. This is where we met. And they're, you know, punching it out, what have you. And and Dom socks him so hard that that one of one of the molars pops out of of Dante's mouth. And he, he's like, you don't know your own strength. And he pops out the, the tooth and he, and he throws it at Dom. He's like, you butthole. Like, you know, just it's so random, but it's so funny to me. I just again, Justin, I think you said it well earlier. It, Dante's character is Joker. It's not the same likeness to Joaquin Phoenix's Joker, but it's Joker who dresses like Jack Sparrow. And I absolutely loved it. I love the color coordination for the Rio race of the purple of his purple car with his purple ensemble just it's just he's perfection i love it i'm here for him i'm rooting for him just saying <laughs> george what are some moments we haven't discussed that you want to want to bring to the table i think my favorite things about this movie is just the ridiculous shit that dom does and he lifted a fucking ford mustang with one hand <laughs> crazy one hand one hand yes. and then he made it like just fucking drive into crash into him amazing Little B jumping out the fucking car. Oh, yeah. We got to talk about this. Yeah. 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 Oh, my God. I, I, I paused it. I looked at Anna. I looked at the TV. I did that like for five minutes straight. No, I didn't say one word. And then I, I was just baffled. I couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe it. That was amazing. Uh, the crashing into the crane. Fuck, what else? <laughs> where he says he, he's like i don't need to land it bitch you still landed on a fucking car <laughs> i think he landed on two he crushed them too yeah. he crushed it and he still drove off uh, amazing he brought down not one two helicopters fuck what, what what else am i missing i mean just Those... the fact that he defies gravity every single time he defies the laws yeah. of physics every yeah. single time i don't know the overall I'd watch this movie again. I will watch this movie again whenever I want to laugh because it, it, it was amazing. It's so rewatchable. Yeah. Frank, what are some other moments we haven't mentioned that you want to let, let us know about? Dude, it's just every Dante scene, bro. Like he's the only motherfucker on the planet that can look so manly doing his nails around a bunch of dead guys. And had like that, had, that had to be like a, a, a 15 take scene. Like, He's talking to himself the whole time yeah. while doing his nails, while showing his villainy at the same time, how, how, how evil he is. But like, not, but like, that's hard. That's hard to do to like pretty much do a monologue by yourself. But that, that like that, I, look, I, I've been wrong about a lot of things. I have never been more wrong than, than the <laughs> acting chops of Jason Momoa. Uh, the guy, the guy like at age 40, whatever he, however old he is, he clocked into another gear. Like, I don't know where it came from, what inspired him. Um, 
Vin Diesel being jealous, I I, I get it. Like the motherfucker just outshined everybody in this movie, and um, the little B scenes made no sense to me, bro. Like he's he he's scared one minute, like what's my daddy, and then like he's like like George said, he's like clearing two cars going 125 miles an hour from one car to another, and he is just like it makes no fucking sense. How does how does motherfucker driving? He can't even reach the fucking steering. He can't reach the goddamn gas. Great point. And he's doing donuts and shit in the, in, in the parking lot of, of Dodger Stadium. I so take I, offense to this. I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't understand. I don't understand. Like it, it's wild to me. And then like the whole scene of like of like Mia and and Lil B and and Jacob in the house. Like nobody got hurt, bro. Like Mia didn't get hurt. Lil B didn't get hurt. J, uh, Jacob didn't get hurt. Like nobody had a scratch on him. These are trained agency assassins, and they all walk out unscathed. <laughs> it's like, like if I sent uh, if I sent twenty agents to to an eight year old kid's house with uh, with his auntie and one trained killer, and y'all don't motherfuckers don't win, I'm killing all y'all motherfuckers, dog. I'm I'm y'all all fired. Like that's fuck that. Like yeah. So like so some of the some of the uh the 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 agent level fight scenes, I thought like, bro, y'all need better agents, dog. Like I don't I don't understand this shit, bro. Like with Cipher too. Like her name is Cipher. She can cipher out of any situation, and somehow this man was able to find these agents' kids, these agents' wives. Like you're Cipher, bro. Like, your job is to like get out of any situation, and you're you as tech as they come. And this motherfucker just comes in and just flip your whole team against you and just like that like that's that's wild to me so yeah but when when they did turn against her she had the remote control for all their guns and she could immediately turn off their guns which i thought was like amazing just like but you have the foresight to have gun remote control guns but you don't have the foresight to wipe everybody's like like identities to where it cannot be seen it cannot be looked up at all like that's wild to me that is, or like you get like, you know, like in the real life military, like real life SEALs or like special forces or like black ops or whatever, they get guys that have no families and have there no family go. ties because they don't want anybody, you know, to like put themselves at risk and still have like family members to, you know. Exactly. These guys have whatever. wives yeah. and kids and like they're, yeah. they're doing, you know, their soccer dads and shit. Like, like wh- wh- who are you recruiting, bro? Like That was dumb. That, that, made, that made no sense to me. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's true. I, I remembered one more thing, Justin, that I, I thought was just adorable. It does deal with Little B and Uncle Muscle. You know, they're they're driving down, you know, listening to tunes. Marky Mark, my God, yeah. good vibrations, right? And then John Cena or uh, Uncle, uh, Uncle Jacob starts doing one of these numbers. The little boomerang. <laughs> and the kids got moves, too. He's like, yeah, like, oh, yeah. We're, we're here. We're doing the boomerang. I thought that was just really sweet. It was a really cute moment. It was a really sweet moment. Um, they got rhythm. That's all I got to say. Yeah. One of my things that I want to mention is the fact that, you know, Dante has the best lines and he's always talking, but it seems like he's always talking to Dom and it seems like Dom can al- almost always actually hear him. Even when they're like, even when there's not comms involved, they're like, Dante could be whisper- whispering on the, on a mountaintop in Rome. And like, it's like Dom can hear him. Like, I'm coming for your me. family. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of stuff. And it's like, and the way they play it off, they play it like Dom can actually hear everything. Like, who are you going to save Dom? Like, you know, you can't save them all. Like, meanwhile, they're like driving like hundred miles an hour in these cars. And like, you you can hear nothing if you're doing that. 
but it's like Don had Dom has this inner monologue of Dante his every word, and that's just like accepted as part of the movie. And I like it. I like it. I'm just saying it's it's wild. It's crazy. <laughs> like, especially crazy. especially on the dam, like on the dam where you oh, know, he's yeah. hugging little yeah. B, and then then Dante says like time for you to die, and he's like opens his eyes like what'd you say, <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Also, during the uh, the bridge scene. Dom uses a car door like a Captain America shield. Like, I mean, come on. How did it take him this long to do that? Like, it took him 11 movies, thing like that. <laughs> like, he, he didn't do it before, or someone else didn't do it before. I think so. Maybe I'm wrong, honestly. You may have to revoke my fast fan card, but I'm, I'm pretty Ooh. sure that's a new, that's a new addition to the, to the franchise. Um, you know, Dom with his typical quotes. You made one mistake. You never took my car. It's like he gave you the car, which is we talked about earlier. Also, you know, Dom, without family, you've got nothing. You know, like it's such a Dom line. Um, I wanted to mention, you know, the the Letty bike jump in Rome, like her little like oh, that yeah. that little railing falls and she does like little. Boop, like, that was hops from, yeah, it was awesome. That was like a BMX trick. That's yeah, badass. yeah. That was very cool. And by the way, Jason Momoa did almost all of his bike stunts in Rome. So also pretty cool that he's like just down to do, uh, you know, whatever. Uh, that's pretty cool. And uh, honestly, my final thing is when uh, Grandma Toretto is talking to Dom. They're in the they're in the garage. Right. And we hear the piano version of See You Again. By Charlie Puth. And Wiz Khalifa. And we only hear a little bit of it, but got to say a little tear came to my eye. You know, that scene too, and I'm glad you brought that up because there are photos that we oh see being panned, right? The camera's panning across these right. photos. They get these photos right. in situations <laughs> that are not attainable to get the photo. Like, they're, are you kidding me? They're photos in other movies. Like they're, they're they're from, I know they're they're from God's eye. Oh, <laughs> go. that's valid. That would be okay. We're done. We're done. George George is a photographer. For those who don't know, George, you should open a company called like God's Eye Photography. Yo, and just great idea. Go take, for it. Take random cans and uh, spy on people and shit. That uh, pri- that that'd be a good uh, private eye investigation company name. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, you're you're like an offshoot of the agency. Oh man. And uh, yeah, so. Fun fact. Go for it. The word family is said 56 times in this oh, film. Wow. I would have taken the over on that one. <laughs> Not bad. Yeah, that, that's a lot. That's a lot. I mean, so, so go ahead. Wiz, so Wiz Khalifa um, <laughs> has not made music in a while. I looked, I looked it up a while back. From See You Again, off YouTube alone, I think on YouTube it has like 2.9 billion views. No, it's got 6 billion views. Oh, it's 6 now? Yeah, yeah. He's, made over, he's made over $9 million off of YouTube alone off that scene. That's, that's all from Justin, by the way. At least you half. Yeah. <laughs> At least half is from Justin. Right. And Charlie Puth gets, gets, a, gets a, a, a fraction of that too because Charlie Puth wrote, wrote the song. But like, yeah. Wiz Khalifa's made damn near $10 million off one single. Yeah. On YouTube, not we're not talking about like streaming like on Apple or like Spotify, like just off YouTube alone has made 10 milli. That song, I mean, it was written for the movie, but it was such a huge cultural song that when Kobe Bryant tragically died, they had a 
they had a, a like a funeral thing at, for at, for him at Staples Center, which is now Crypto Arena or whatever in Los Angeles, and they performed that song live. Which you know, obviously the same kind of message. See you again. So uh, yeah. I, I like I like I. It's kind of a joke that I say I like the song. I actually like the song. I really do like the song, and I love like the part where the, everybody like screams ah, you know, like that part. Like that's I don't know. It's just like that was such a great send off for paul walker's character in seven and they didn't send him off so uh anyway i i love the song i gotta bring that up uh is there anything else anything else that we didn't touch on that y'all want to mention before we get out of here yeah i love hannah marion and i want her in my life <laughs> that was made abundantly clear i'm pretty okay sure. I, I was it, it was made sexually clear but i wasn't sure it was made <laughs> like emotionally clear how, how much I wanted her, so she could give you some like beautiful pep talks, like she gave to Dom in this movie. She, she's in Kid, so like in the in the Kid Lamar's one of his singles that came out late last year. Um, uh, she's plays she plays a therapist in that in that music video, and she's fully clothed, of course, you know. But like the whole time, <laughs> the whole time, like what a bummer, yeah, you know, what a bummer. But the whole time is like, what if she was in a bathing suit? Like a teddy. Just I love that you had to specify that she was fully clothed. Like we were gonna think that she <laughs> yeah, wasn't. I was totally thinking she was naked already. <laughs> like, as therapist, as a therapist, be. yeah. I thought Frank was a, was gonna give us like a time code. He's like forty three minutes seven seconds in. We <laughs> see, see full frontal Helen, Helen Mirren. What kind of, Frank, Frank would Frank, know Frank, that. What kind of therapist you going to? <laughs> I said, what kind of therapist you going to, bro? Sex therapist. Me? Me? Oh, yeah. <laughs> this has churned very fast. Uh, so, I, hope, I hope Helen sees this, by the way. We'll, we'll clip it out. I, she too. <laughs> I mean, this is our big chance right here, Frank. Like, shoot your shot and, like, we need to go viral. And- I know, bro. Because Man. we had to go back to work and it sucks real bad. <laughs> so, I mean, whatever it takes. That's from the event. That's from Endgame. But whatever it takes is like, that's my motto now. Like, it is families. That's cool too. But whatever it takes is what I'm all about. Um, anything else y'all want to throw out there? Uh, just quickly, we got some people in the chat. We've got Yesenia here, longtime follower. Of the watchers, she says she has not seen any of the Fast and the Furious movies. Robbiest oh. of Miss Martinez. You are, you are. Also, uh, M Move says the same. I haven't seen any of the movies. Maybe I could sit through the short film. And there is a short film. It's called yep. Los Bandolores. It's uh kind of referenced in this movie, like very brief. Yep. I haven't seen it. Have you I've all seen, seen it? it? I've okay. Seen it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, and the question was asked, you know, how many Fast and Furious movies are there. There's 10 official Fast and Furious movies. There's one spinoff called Hobbs and Shaw. And there is that short film um, that I just mentioned. So yeah, there's there's a quite a catalog of Fast mm-hmm. and Furious. <laughs> and speaking of all the movies, of course you know. If, if I'm doing a podcast, I'm going to rank some damn movies. So <laughs> Brittany, if you don't mind, let's, let's show my Fast and Furious ranking. So here we go. Number one is Fast Five. I think everyone will agree with that. Yes. I, have, I have Fast Six at number two. I have Furious 7, number 3. I have Fast X, this movie, as my number 4 all-time Fast and Furious franchise. For number 5, I have the original movie, The Fast and Furious. For number number 6, I have Hobbs and Shaw. Number 7, F9, The Fast Saga. Number 8 is 
Fast and Furious, which was number four in the, in the mm-hmm. movies. Uh, this is very confusing if you're listening. Uh, the Fate of the Furious is number nine. It's actually the number eight movie. Uh, my number 10 is Too Fast, Too Furious. My number 11 is Tokyo Drift. George, what do you have any quibbles with my rankings? Uh, just a couple. I'll okay. do my top five. So Fast Five is up number one. Yeah. Uh, the Fast and the Furious, the original, is number two. Uh, I have Tokyo Drift at number three because I love that movie. Uh, Fast Ten is number four, and uh, what do I have as number five? Um, which one was the one where uh, Jason Statham came back and tried to fight all of them? Is that seven. number eight? Seven. 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 Oh, okay, seven. Seven is five. That's it. Cool. Brittany, any, any thoughts on the rankings? Yeah, I mean, uh, I can kind of agree with you for a, a good majority of it. I think there's a couple that I would, in your bottom, that I would move t- more towards the, the front for myself. Because I, I I really like Too Fast, Too Furious. No one really cares for that movie that much. I understand everyone that I know generally really ranks Tokyo Drift very high. I'm with you, Justin. It's not one of my favorites. Um, it's entertaining. Don't get me wrong. It's just I just don't care for it. I haven't seen uh, Shobbs and Haw. Uh, Shobbs and <laughs> what am I saying? Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. Hobbs and Shaw. I haven't seen it, so I can't. You know, I can't rank that anywhere um, at all. But yeah, like uh, I, I can kind of get on on board with your rankings, but I would have to definitely like move some some around. So Marcy, I know you haven't seen all these movies, but based on my rankings, do you think you're going to want to watch any of these movies? Maybe. I saw a little bit of Fast Five after Fast X ended mm-hmm. and, you know, like Peacock automatically like plays something random. Yeah. So maybe yes. And question for you all, after the first one, did you think that that was good enough that it would like have all of these like sequels and spinoffs like what were your thoughts after maybe like the first one or maybe the first couple? Did you know that there would be like 27,000 Fast and the Furious movies? I knew there would be a sequel. What I didn't know was they were going to transition from car stealing to like espionage and like government level global threats. <laughs> that 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 part, that just, when Fast Five happened, when they brought in that, that new element, that's when I was like, oh, okay, okay, this is, this is new. This is, this is new. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with Frank. I, I didn't think the direction that they would take would be what it is today. Mm-hmm. I kind of wish they kept with the whole street racing and kind of expanded on that a little bit more. I don't know how they would have or could have done that, but that's just that's kind of what set it apart from from other movies at the time, I think, was it was more grounded. It was more believable of of these street racers like heisting. 18 wheelers for for merch right and dvd players dvd players yeah Yeah. right it's 2001 y'all this is this they were expensive (laughs) yeah i think frank said well like fast five really kind of transformed this whole series like i i mean not only did i not think they would make multiple sequels they didn't think they were going to make multiple sequels until fast five came along and really like Justin Lin, who, as we mentioned before, was supposed to direct this movie and has directed most of these movies. He kind of reinvigorated the franchise with Fast 3 because, because I mean, spoiler alert, you know, Fast 1, you have Paul Walker and you have 
uh, Vin Diesel. Well, Vin Diesel didn't want to do the second movie. That's why Paul Walker is the star of Too Fast, Too Furious. They bring in uh, Tyrese Gibson to be, you know, to be like his like new like tag team partner. Dom, you know, isn't in the second one. And then in Tokyo Drift, he's in the mid mid credit of the post credit. And that's like his big return. And Justin Lin convinced Vin Diesel, like, look, dude, like this could be your franchise. We could do something really cool. And from there, you know, you had Fast and Furious, which was number the fourth movie. And you started, they started to make that turn to where it's like they were coming for movies like Mission Impossible, like the Bourne saga, like all those, like all that espionage spy stuff. They started mixing that in. And now, you know, they add the rock and it's like, we're off and running. This is just an amazing, very profitable franchise. So I think it was a contractual disagreement, right? He wanted more money for the for the second one and they, they couldn't, they didn't come close to it. If I remember correctly, I think you're right. And I think, I think Vin Diesel thought he, I don't think he wanted to get like typecast in that role. And he thought, which I think is ridiculous now. Cause like, that's what he's known for is being Dominic Toretto. Um, so anyway, that's, uh, that's where we are with the fast series. And just real quick, supposedly fa- either fast 11 or fast X part two is supposed to hit theaters in April of 2025. So we, we shall see about that. And if it happens, we will definitely be talking about it then. So, uh, Anyway, uh, Brittany, as we're getting out of here, now that everyone knows, it's abundantly clear what we like think about this movie. We want to know what you think about this movie and how can people tell us what they think about the film? The best way to tell us your thoughts on anything that we are reviewing is to join us in the live chat, just like Yesenia and M Moves did today. We appreciate you both being here and we appreciate those who check out our replays. But to everyone, be sure to subscribe. Hit that notification bell to let you know the next time we will be going live, but also hit that like button. It helps out our channel immensely. We are on the road to 300 subscribers. We're at 278. Help make that happen by the end of the year. Uh, Also, you can follow us on Facebook. I want to say Twitter, Twitter X, sure. Instagram. We're also on threads. So check out at Watchers Basement. You can also help grow our audience by using hashtag watchers basement. Let us know what you want us to review. Send us memes, send us articles, whatever. Just use that hashtag. And lastly, if video podcasts is not your thing, we've got you covered with audio podcasts available on Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, and Spotify. Be sure to follow us on all those platforms and give us a five-star rating. Thank you, Brittany. So for Brittany, for Marcy, for George, for Frank, I'm Justin saying thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We will uh, see you next time. Have a good evening. Bye-bye. It's been a long day without you, my friend.